Welcome to the Out of Ashan podcast. We are here again for another episode, and we've been uh, talking about a lot of amazing concepts and ideas that we want to obviously dive into in further uh, um, episodes down the line. But, uh, you know, we uh, one of the things we talked about was education and what education really is. And depending on the individual who's giving the education versus the one who's receiving the education um, can be um, enlightening and transformative, or it can be uh, destructive and um, denigrating. And for most of people in our culture, it has been that way. But we did learn that in order for us to understand where we are, and overstand where we are, we have to get back to the root, get back to the beginning, get back to the basics, back to Eden. That's why we have those initiatives. It isn't just a cool tagline, but it's deeply connected to identity, spiritual uh, spiritual concepts and ideals that are within embedded in our DNA. Um, I see the Bible as a book of DNA, uh, bloodlines. That's really important for us to understand as we're moving forward, as we're being educated, so that when we in when we imbibe education that are coming from different cultures, like in the previous episode, you talked about how Britain um, took over the the Western um, world and and pushed English as the major language because the French was there, the Spanish was there, as you could tell here. And I'm in California, L.A. Most of the the the, the language is Spanish was here first because New Spain was running this place before the other uh, European powers came. So so different European powers, whether it be the Dutch, uh, Denmark, or um, Belgium, all these different European countries colonized in their own different ways because they as a people thought a certain way, right? And they came in and were in areas ecologically that were different from the garden or AKA Africa, Africa being in the center of the earth in every hemisphere was connected to the equator. So we would respond to nature and nature will respond to us. And it was a beautiful relationship. Whereas in regions that were further away, they didn't have the, the sun as much. So right. they had to go into certain areas to stay warm and they had to find out they had to survive. So that type of instinctive desire to survival of the fittest and all these types of concepts came from an ecological standpoint that is embedded in the construct of the mind and in the DNA to certain levels. So when you now intermingle with different types of people and interconnect and, and learn and, and educate and so forth and so on, you're speaking from so many different perspectives. It's like, can a, a bee educate a wasp? Can a lion educate a puma? to a degree, but there's going to be some nuances and differences. So if that happens in the animal space, how much more amongst human beings that are from different perspectives? Like one case in point is they always say black people are late for everything. Colored people, CP time. CP time. Well, as I began to go to the garden, I began to think, well, if you were taken out of your hemisphere in, uh, in Africa or the garden is in the South and now we're in the Northern hemisphere or in the Western world, your timing and ways of being is going to be different. So you're going to approach things differently. Like for us, we don't go by strict time, like five o'clock. And if by five, you go to six, we've been trained to do that being in these worlds. But I know from ancestral <laughs> beginnings, it's you, 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 you got to pull up in the space. Like when I used to work in the clubs, we never went to the club like 
when it opened up. You don't go to the club when it opens up. You cool. pull up. L.A. culture is very different from Miami culture. It's similar, but L.A. set that tone. You would go to the club probably for like an hour. It was a social thing. It wasn't about dancing or none of that. You pull up, you go in, you go to your table, you you connect with the people, and then you out. And that was like that was what it. we considered to be fun. Now, for somebody who's from out of town there in L.A., they're like, I want to go to the club because I want to see these people. Or I want to go to the club and just dance. Or I want to go to the club and get a drink. Or, so everyone has their ways of being in that space, and it's accommodated. That's how we have to approach education. Everything is like, okay, this is the way we've been educated, but obviously this hasn't worked for us. So how do we educate ourselves now? Because a part of our education of what we want to do in the garden, even with the stuff that we're doing here in the States, is to really begin to look at things like, okay, so this is the way we've done things. This is the way it's been. If you're going into the garden, you can't come with the same mindset thinking like, oh, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to start this. I see people on Instagram. They'd be like, yo, come to Come to the garden, come to Africa. We about to do this. You could buy land. You could do this. You could do this. Is there some truth to that? Absolutely. However, if you're coming in with the mindset Mm -hmm. of what you've been conditioned to already thinking, you're coming back to, are you coming? Like the the young lady asked us, are you guys coming to recolonize us again? What's your name? (laughs) That's it. What's your name? Your name is John. That's why I said, uh, yeah, right. (laughs) John? So, So the education moves into what? The politics, because that's all all of it is intertwined. The narrative, the identity, um, the politics, the um, the the education, these are all intertwined in our society. So when you talked about politics, I like the way you were breaking it down earlier um, when we was having conversations about how you identify, because you identify Mm -hmm. from a gender standpoint. And then you have those questions and debates and disgruntlements and all kind of stuff going on there. You have that, and people are crying for freedom and so forth. So then you have racial bias. Then you have mm-hmm. bigotry. Then you have left, far left, right, far right, center, political viewpoints. All, all, <laughs> all intertwined. And, and, and you don't know which is which, but depending on who you talk to, one will prioritize this as their identity over that. But mm. once again, as we had, as we said in the previous conversation, I mean, there has to be a universal law to everything. So one of, one of the things I bring up is an example of Skip Gates. Remember the Harvard professor who was entering his home? I guess he forgot his keys and then a neighbor called and said that there was a black man breaking in. Oh, yeah. The one he who said, does the roots. Um, Skip um, Gates, yeah. Find your roots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so he, he had his black experience. And then, you know, President Obama had a meeting with him and then that cop. But once again, it, it goes back to for me, I know in education and I, I can see it all around that people get wrapped up in the social construct and the social the social um, activities of what go on more than elevating their community in itself. Or even sometimes they work, they, they, they focus on things that work against their best interest, if I should say mm-hmm. that. So let, let me give you an example. This whole idea of Democrats, Republicans, left, right, progressive liberals or conservatives. You have all these dividing lines, but if you really step back and look at it, the majority of people are right down the middle. They share qualities of what will be considered the right and the left and vice versa. But because there's a game and there has to be a winner and a loser, people pitch their tents and said, I'm for this, I'm for that. And then they usually make those determinations based on one thing. 
I believe in this, so therefore I'm a part of this. I believe in that before I'm part of that. But you have just kind of neglected all the other things that this side of the coin or this side of the equation stand for as well. And mm-hmm. when you when you simplify it, it just tells you that people just want a sense of belonging. They just want to be a part of something. Just like Back to that athletics. Identity. identity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's be, when you don't know or you're not comfortable, you latch on to anything. We used to see it as kids or a person who wasn't sure of themselves that they, they'll be, today they're here, today they're there, today they're there. And everyone's looking around like, this person is so loosey-goosey. They're all over the place because they don't have a true essence, a true center. They don't have a foundation to stand on. And we see that as grown young men. And we can see it for grown people in older generations of people who don't really have a, a fixation of who they are. So therefore, they have to identify as something in order to draw from that power source to say, this is what I am. That, that's one of the reasons I don't know too much about fraternities and sororities and stuff like that. But I remember when I was in college, one of the reasons why I never joined was when I looked at the folks involved, I was like, you're socially awkward by yourself. But do you, you think by joining this organization, all of a sudden you're going to be become cool or you're going to become like one of the guys like you still going to be a bam on my eyes, regardless of who you join with. <laughs> it's not going, you know, well, one guy's on a podcast. Like you could be a square <laughs> with money. You just another rich square. You still a Bama. It don't matter. Yeah. You, you, like the you're essence of who you are, sure. you, you, you can't prove. You know what I mean? But if you have yeah, confidence, you know, and you you're sure in yourself, the world can see that. People can see who you are. And be like, oh yeah, that person's authentic. You know, because you know, it, it, it's just a paradigm that we as people have to understand, and that goes back to that understanding again. Is knowing that sometimes where people come from, how they navigate through life. There are going to be pitfalls and there are going to be uh, blind spots of where things that they may not be aware of that you can see. But how, who are we or what role do we play as brothers and sisters to cultivate, help, nurture, to bring people to that fruition? You know, and that's where that understanding piece comes in. And you talk about, you know, the constructs, right, of like the different type of political affiliations and parties that people will associate themselves with based on what what's going to be financially desirable for them or give them um, certain type of programs or certain type of benefits. There's always something um, something outside of that detaches them that they want to uh, um, connect with. So you look at someone who says, oh, um, I'm a part of this party because of this or that. At the end of the day, like you said, everyone is literally um, – not one thing. You can't be one thing. Right. Case in point, you're not angry all the time, but sometimes you get angry. Right. right? Or sometimes you're happy. So imagine a person who says, I'm a staunch angry person. And there are people who are angry most of the time because of whatever has happened to them. But there are times when they're not angry. So my point is, for me, from a political standpoint, sticking to one um, side about any one particular issue has always been a challenge because I'm like, well, I can understand the Democrats in this perspective of this, this, and that. At least when I was younger, the Democrats now are a different type of party than what it was. Same thing with Republicans. Or maybe it's just what we talked about earlier in our previous podcast, the seed time and harvest cyclical nature because the Democrats were the ones who uh, earlier on were oppressing the people, in, uh, but now it's uh, um, the party that most Afro peoples connect with. But in, at a certain time, it was the other side. And then the Republicans were the ones who were ones who were supposed to be a part of freeing the slaves. So, so how do we? It's so confusing. 
and, and you know, you know, and, and you bring up a good point in regards to how things change over time. So once again, when it comes to this idea of politics, narrative is a big thing. That's why people spend tons of mark money to market. That's when when people run for presidencies and office, they have mm-hmm. a money in the coffers backing them so they can get narratives and messages out to the people out front. A lot of what we see. We, we learned this a long time ago when we used to work for Lava and doing the valet companies. I remember there was one time there was a restaurant and I remember seeing two lawmakers come out. I, I've seen them on TV warring and sparring on different sides of the aisle, but then I saw them having dinner. I said, hold up. This is a scam because y'all are really friends. That's why we say it's two sides of the same coin. They let the 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 the, 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 the minions, the people to go do their biddings fight against ourselves to say that, no, you this, you that. But they themselves know the end game. Keep them distracted so we can do what we need to do to push our agenda and to push what we need to do accordingly. This is why, this is why, I, my dad warned us. I remember, I think when uh, George Bush was running and we were like, yeah, we're going to vote for George Bush because he's a Christian. He said, you people really believe this <laughs> stuff that these people tell you? And I didn't understand it until I got older. He said, they're going to posture and tell you everything you want to hear mm-hmm. to get your vote. But when they get into the office, the way they vote in the policies, was that what you aligned with? You don't know. So once again, why do we get so worked up? Why are we so emotional? Because they know the playbook. When it's time for election period, throw some social issues out there. Like Dave Chappelle eloquently showed us in many of his skits. Throw something, ah, you know, they talk about them gays or or this or Police brutality. They're going to throw some type of social thing to get people riled up because, no, that's going to be the momentum and the energy we need to go to the polls. Mm-hmm. Yet still, our schools still suck. Yet still, our people that look like us are being gentrified out of our homes. Yet still, we don't have adequate health care. Yet still, the, the list goes on and on. We don't have enough housing. We have too many homeless people on the streets. You're dealing with so many different ills, but yet still, we vote the same people in the office as if they're going to be the solution to our problems. Why do we mm. give these people our energy? You're supposed to be the agent of change. You're supposed to be the one creating that economy. You're supposed to be the politician going forward. No, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, you're going to leave it to their hands? Because we've seen year after year, decade after decade, century after century, nothing has changed, but we keep on doing the same thing over and over again. And then this is when you know you're in trouble. When you speak against it, even our celebrities are experiencing this now. Whenever they speak against things that society holds dear to their hearts, what we call a cancel culture. Oh, now, shh, be quiet. I don't believe everything Kanye says, but one of the things that Kanye woke me up to is that he did he wasn't scared or he didn't care what you thought. Mm. And, and in doing so, it has costed him Rightly so, because once again, we what do we always say? Pride becomes be, pride comes before the fall. You want to be prideful. You want to think you're bigger than larger in life. Then there's a price to pay. That's good. But the, also at the same time, he said some things that we all know to be true. But you can't say that in public because there's a price to pay. So the question is, what are we willing to lose in order to stand tall and be right? Or are we willing to say anything at all? We're we just going to sit quietly and just, you know what? Y'all can do that. I'm just going to sit back and worry about what you say. I got my 401k to worry about. I got other things, my job to worry about. I got my own reputation. I got to worry about. We got to decide how we want to move because there is a shift 
And just as the scripture showed us, when when those symptoms line by line begin, then you know the day of the end, end of ages that is is coming. Something new is gonna re, is gonna restart. It's 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 already happening. But if you're conditioned to look over to the right, and it's happening over here, it's gonna hit you. Then you're gonna turn around and and then you're already in it. But what happened? So you got to look at the signs from the technology to what is being pushed. Why are we moving into this direction? Why is everyone saying this is the way? And because you want you have a lost sense of identity and you want to be a part of it or you want to make money or you want to do whatever it is, anything that's outside of the most high. That's why he he warns us, please do not worship idols and money Mm. can be an idol. He said, don't worship mammon, because if you worship mammon, it will consume you. Oh, it's going to it's it's already taking you for a ride. You already set for judgment and people like don't judge me. Well, judgment is just the ramification or it's the residual, it's the cause and effect of what has already been sown. That's a form of judgment. David talks about thy judgments are all throughout the earth. Earthquakes. Why is the earthquakes happening? A couple of different things. It could be partially global warming. Some agree, some don't. Sometimes it's fracking. They're fracking in one area. It's like if you get poked, you're going to go, ouch. The earth is a living being, right? The earth is alive. You, so you, if and you uh-huh. just said something powerful, oh, don't forget your thought. But the whole idea of that centers around idolatry, mm-hmm. it's that idolatry that oftentimes leads to the confusion within identity for mm-hmm. the, for the person being idolized and for the person doing the worshiping as well. Mm, that becomes you your motivation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You talk about a fan, which is they say is short for fanatic. fanatic. Mm-hmm. So you become a fanatic about something or an idea, an image of something that's not real. And trust me, I've been in the music industry, I've been in the entertainment space, so I understand those things. And it's not necessarily blaming anyone because at the end of the day, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You think this is reality. But if you knew it wasn't reality, a lot of the stuff people are doing is because you allow them to do it and that you you want that because you've been conditioned to want that kind of stuff. So low vibration, anytime you hear me talk about or you hear us talking about the devil or demons or these kind of things, if today's term or terms would be low vibes or um, low vibrational energy or lower anything, anything that's of a lower degree is going to perpetuate itself and it causes destruction. Right. Oh, but man. if you operate mm-hmm. on a higher level, FM station versus AM station, me and you could be in the same place, but I'm looking at it from a totally different perspective. But using English, like I tell people today, I use English. English is not my language. It's the language that I've known based on ancestral um, uh, situations that I find myself in. But now I know how to shift it. And I'm also trying to learn my mother tongue a little bit more. Although, man, certain words, boy, my tongue is like, you know, Moses, they say he was stuttering, but I'm of the persuasion it wasn't necessarily that he was stuttering, but he didn't know the language language. because he had Mm -hmm. been stuck in in a different culture for so long, right? So once you've been stuck in a culture for so long and you try to come back in, there's some acclimation, rehabilitation that has to happen. It's the same case in point with a lion. Is a lion able to be in the zoo where food has been given to it over and over again, be able to survive in the wild if it's dropped off in the wild after being 20 years in the zoo? Mm. 
Possibly not. But if you put it with its pride, I bet you they'll have a better chance of reacclimating him. So that's what we're doing. That's what has been done to me. Reconnecting with the people in the garden or in Africa and them teaching me the cultural values, teach right. me how to understand it. So now I can come back to the quote unquote African-American and say, hey, look, let's go to Africa. Now, if someone say, hey, African-American brother, let's go to Africa. They're going to be like, shut <laughs> What that Bama talking about? Yeah, what you talking about? I, I ain't no African. To the, ain't no shock. Because of the divisiveness that came from colonization versus slavery, which are two different concepts that juxtaposition each other, which divides and conquers itself. Because one group thinks they are somebody, and another group is never good enough to be somebody. Right. I.e., enslavement, you're never good enough. Like we said in the previous podcast, that's why you always want to be the first African to do this, or the first American to do this, or da 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 da. But here in colonization, Anglophone, Francophone, you speak English. If you don't speak English good, then you are uh, not literate. One kid said, "My, my, this guy, I have to go and talk to him because he's not literate. I'm like, can he not read? Does he read his normal language? Does he speak his mother tongue? Yes, he can read. So he's not illiterate. He just can't speak English. <laughs> right. <laughs> Different perspective. So, That's so true. As as funny as that sounds, but those are the, the narratives that are taught that right. the fine print underneath it is causing deeper levels of dysfunction and brokenness because of you saying this person is not literate, but I bet you a, a huge percentage of them do read and write their mother tongue, but they may right. not speak Western languages, English. so you consider them to be illiterate. uneducated, mm -hmm. illiterate. But Afro peoples have been living for thousands upon thousands, even some say millions of years, without ever having um, capital, capitalism or colonization or any of those things they were surviving on their own how they're not able to survive now that's it i mean you bring us some some very very uh, good points you know and we're gonna uh, nice nicely tie a bow on this segment um and come back to, on the other side to talk about some of you know some other pressing issues um yeah but all the issues are pressing anything de de dealing with our people you know is important and we want to make sure everyone is enlightened we want to hear from you we want to understand your thoughts your feedback like I said, if you have any questions, you uh, want to follow us to see what we have to do and how you can be a part of this great movement, go to our website at www.ashanfoundation.org. That's yes, www.ashanfoundation.org. Yes, and uh, click and subscribe to our station because we're going to be coming to you weekly and um, beginning to engage you. And, and, and around, um, you know, third quarter, around July-ish, because we're doing a lot of traveling, but when we get back, we want to start doing some lives and interact with you. So thank you for listening. Um, we're praying for you. And um, keep your eyes open um, and, and understand that the, the times are, are very grave that we're in, but there's a newness coming as well. There's a shift happening. And hopefully, you know, we could sound the alarm to, to help those who are going to make it into that next shift be prepared for it. Yes, We're indeed. signing out. Have a good one. Peace.